Hi everyone, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo, I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. You can read all of my written reviews there at that website stemming all the way back to 1996. Yes, I have been writing reviews for 20 years. 3,800 plus reviews to choose from, Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today I'm going to be looking at a film called The Shallows. It's one of those shark movies, but is getting a wide release. It's not going straight to the sci-fi channel or any of those schlocky shark week type places where a lot of people watch all of these shark movies like Sharknado and all the rest. It's a thriller horror movie. I hesitate to call it a horror movie. I would say it's more of a terror movie, but I guess that's not really a genre, so horror movie it is. It's a PG-13 rated one, nonetheless. It has bloody images. There's a lot of blood here, actually. There are intense sequences of peril and brief strong language. The runtime is a relatively tight hour and 27 minutes, and the cast, well... I won't really mention much about the cast. There are several people in the film, but none of them really amount to much except for the main star, Blake Lively, who is really a one-woman show here. Haume Koyasera is the director, whose name I've yet to realize how to pronounce. Uh, The screenplay is by Anthony Jaswinski. Blake Lively is the star front and center. She's always pretty much on the screen. She stars as a woman named Nancy. She's a former medical student, actually kind of a dropout. She's from Galveston, Texas, and she is traveling to her recently deceased mother's favorite secret surfing spot. This is a lush spot on the Mexican coast of the Pacific. I think it's the Pacific anyway. She wants to feel a connection with her mother that she lost to cancer as part of that grieving and that healing process, perhaps to get some closure. Because the last time that Nancy was there was when she was inside her mother's belly at the time. Nancy's friend, who's supposed to travel with her, bails on her at the last minute. She apparently has some sort of hangover and can't really deal with that. So she decides to continue on alone. She has a good time there. It's a beautiful spot. She catches some pretty hellacious waves, and she does enjoy a lot of that brisk, sunny air. It's really a paradise there out there on the beach. However, she isn't ever really alone because she soon encounters a massive great white shark when she inadvertently enters his feeding zone in the shallow waters off the coast. Nancy ends up being, perhaps, the next intended course on the shark's menu. With no easy way back to shore, it becomes a cat and mouse game of survival between woman and shark to see which one will ultimately prevail. Now, if I had to do the movie mashup game, you know, the movie where somebody says, oh, that movie is just like this movie combined with that movie, I would describe The Shallows as Jaws, of course, meets Gravity. We not only have a tenacious shark out and about killing everything in its path, just like Jaws and pretty much every Jaws knockoff or any shark movie really ever since, but there's also, like Gravity, a woman alone fighting for her way back to hopefully civilization in the aftermath of a traumatic life event. This is not as good as either of those films, not by a long shot really, but it does hit an occasional good stride enough to keep the film quite watchable, even when it takes turns that either feel too silly or sometimes over the top for what is mostly set up as a reality-grounded terror flick. The Shallows is directed by Jaume Coyacera. He's mostly known as a director of a trio of relatively B-grade Liam Neeson thrillers. I guess they're all B-grade, to be honest with you. Uh, they work together in the films Unknown, Nonstop, and Run All Night. 
which all had their moments, but you know, it's they're kind of hit and miss vehicles anyway. Now, as tight as Coyacera keeps the action, it's really cinematographer Flavio Martinez Labiano who makes this movie really pop. He has a lot of visual splendor both in and out of the water and is especially effective when he is underneath the water. We get a lot of good underwater shots often in this movie, and they are beautiful and breathtaking to behold. Even the overhead shots are magnificent. I don't know if they were shot by drones or if they were done on a computer, but whatever. It's a beautiful-looking movie. Meanwhile, I would be remiss in not mentioning that there's a pretty nice performance here, front and center, by Blake Lively. This is a very physically demanding role for Lively. She even got hurt on occasion during the making of this movie. And she shows here... As she's a real actress, she's much more than just a hot body on display for us to admire, even though she is that for some people, I'm sure. Some of the dialogue in which she has to talk to herself does feel contrived for the benefit of us in the audience, at least those members who just can't figure out what's going on or perhaps get really annoyed when they see somebody doing something and it's not explained for them. I don't think that it's really necessary. This film probably could have been mostly a silent film as far as I was concerned, and it would have been even better. It does feature a minimalist script from Anthony Jaswinski, and this was a script that was on the uh, the, the blacklist, the most sought-after scripts in Hollywood that were unproduced at the time. And it does keep some semblance. You know, she doesn't always just talk to herself, which would have been pretty stupid after a while. Jaswinski gives the semblance of an audience for her whenever Nancy wants to voice her thoughts aloud. There is a wounded seagull who can't fly, who is stranded in place along with Nancy on one of the rocks that end up surfacing during the low tides. And there's a few choice interactions with either a random person en route uh, to the beach or maybe even on the beach or out in the water. And there's a GoPro camera that comes into play that might just contain her last message to the world if she doesn't make it out in one piece. And it does give enough character nuance that we subsequently care for what happens to Nancy. While the buildup is effective, alas... There is an implausibility factor that soon begins to creep in, and it eventually overtakes the shallows, especially when it begins to try too hard to dazzle us with this wholly absurd, high-octane action finale. It feels just so out of place with the rest of the film. You know, I, I don't need to be wowed. I don't need somebody to say, oh, this is the shark thriller to end all shark thrillers. The climax of the movie is just so silly, and, and it just everything feels tacked on after that. And it, it almost feels like somebody just came in and directed the last part of this movie who did not even bother watching the buildup that was done pretty well up to that point. The movie, I guess, you you could say it jumps the proverbial shark. I guess maybe it's a literal shark here. You know, I knew this movie was going to head into so-called turbulent waters with the introduction of one of the world's most daft and belligerent drunks that she sees on the shore. He does the dumbest things. It just it feels so manipulative and phony. You know, he's a would-be savior who eventually becomes, quite predictably, really, so I'm not spoiling it, instant chum. And that's not even the worst sequence of the movie. It just gets more inane with each contrived development that might hold the key to Nancy's escape from her deadly predicament. Of course, by that point, for most audience members, I do think that the already low bar of entertainment will have been met. You know, we don't expect that much from a killer shark on the loose suspenser, so even an overreaching final few minutes are allowable on the occasional dumb moment in which she gets herself into and out of a scrape that I think that most people would not have gotten into 
And I think it's safe because we're just vested enough in Nancy as a character to root for her ability to fight and survive against all the odds stacked against her, even if we don't completely buy what's going on on the screen at the time. So I would say that this is a very shallow recommendation from me, but I think that you could do worse than The Shallows in terms of an escapist, mild horror excursion in the middle of summer. This is a B-movie experience. It does have an A-caliber presentation, though, and that will likely save those viewers who are going to go see this movie. If you have a penchant for you know, watching Shark Week on TV or any of those other shark movies, This is better than most of that fare and actually is intelligent from time to time, even though it is also a whole lot of stupid. And if you like the occasional don't-have-to-think-too-much low-grade thriller, this will also fit the bill for those two. It's the kind of movie that you put on late at night and you enjoy because you don't have to think too hard and it keeps you engaged. And for that, I'm giving The Shallows three stars out of four. And three stars is the rating that I reserve for films that I don't necessarily say that they're good movies, but I do think that they're very watchable movies, and I do recommend them for people who like that genre of film. If you like your shark movies, if you like PG-13, I guess, caliber thrillers, this is going to be a pretty decent 90 minutes worth of entertainment for you. If you're averse to these kinds of movies, you know, I don't think that this is going to be the next Jaws, the one that gets you out to the theater to watch another shark movie. It does come with a bit of overhead. You might have a little bit of a dumb movie hangover once it's all said and done. But for me, and I think for most audience members out there, I think that it will engage just enough to feel that it was entertainment well served for the most part. So three stars out of four goes to The Shallows. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. Hope that you want to hear more of them, and you can do so by clicking the subscribe button. If you happen to be on iTunes, the best way that you can show your support for the show is to actually leave a review on there and let other people know to check out the show as well. Also, don't forget, I do have a website where you can find over 3,800 written film reviews, and you can read any time. You can find my reviews of all of the Jaws movies, as well as many other shark movies, too. If you're so inclined, you can go to quipster.net and find out more. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R dot net. 